Hi friends, I'm Katie. I'm Casey. And this is Infertility Infertility Out Loud. Welcome back, friends. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Um, I am so excited about this episode because we've got some really cool things happening. And different topic for yeah, you. Def- definitely. And then also, we um, if you guys follow us on social media, we're doing our first giveaway we right now. We are. We're super excited about that. We've had a couple people go ahead and share and comment yeah, and like so far. Yeah, I think we're up to about seven entries yeah. right now, and we're going to be announcing that on Halloween for you guys, Absolutely. So, which will be super which exciting. Which also, you guys should have known by now, you ha- I hope you guys enjoyed our Halloween episode. Yeah. That was a surprise. That we kind of like fun. leaked that in our... Friday episode. Yeah. Um, but that was a fun one. I really like that one because yes. it was more than PJs, sis. It's yep. okay. Watch Halloween Town. <laughs> yes. Well, we have a surprise guest for you today. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I have invited my husband, Travis, on Hello. to come and talk. He's so um, excited. He's the golden super retriever. <laughs> Um, this is his first time on the microphone, so, you know. It's like I'm on a show that I watch. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's weird how it it's happens weird. like that. When worlds collide. I know. <laughs> so. But we wanted to have Travis on for a couple different reasons. One of them is to talk about the relationship aspect of how it affects infertility and dealing with that and what kind of things can you can cope with that and help each other with. And then we had a couple other questions, too, so that the male side of listeners can have somebody that they can relate to with this. And that was something that was super important to me and Casey's to make sure it wasn't just the ladies who deal with it, but also all you awesome gentlemen. Yes, the guys deal with it, I feel like, in a different way, too, Yeah, um, because they have a different side of it. So they have to be that support, but... You know, I think oftentimes there's not a lot of support on their side as well um, because they're here to be the rock. Mm-hmm. Another thing that society made you think that you had this certain plan to kind of follow, like right. we've talked about before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, gender roles. And yeah. Things like that, you know. It, yeah. It's a... It's, uh, yeah. All right. So go ahead and tell us about yourself, even though I kind of uh, know you. <laughs> well, you know, I just, just to tag on to something you said earlier, I think it, it's cool to, for me to come on because I know that uh, a lot of times with, with men, it's, you know, it's hard to talk about feelings and hard to show feelings, especially certain ways that you were raised. Uh, but it's, it's, it's cool to talk about your feelings. Like you don't have to necessarily show them, but um, it's okay to talk about them. And if, if I help somebody do that then I think that's pretty cool I think too there's a lot more of a following um maybe not necessarily of our podcast but in general of you know husbands of wives or partners or whomever that are struggling with infertility um and they don't ever really get their voice out you know you see on TikTok all these people who talk about really it's the content creators and I would say 99.9 percent of them are female creators um that talk about their journey how what they've gone through their you know their testing um, there's not many of them on here that their husbands are talking to. Some of them, you know, are trying to make light of the situation and you see them highlighting their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guys don't really get to talk at all. Um, no. so that's why we, Katie and I thought it would be cool and have a perspective from, you know, one of the husbands, um, Katie's husband, 
because he loves me, is going to do this at some point. But he's ridiculous he's not how trying. he just looked at you and was like, all he, right. Zach can't say no to me. But. Yeah, apparently he can say no to his wife, though. Solid. Butthead. I hope so. you're listening, sir. If not, we're sending it to you. Very well. But, um. yeah, and um, he has agreed that he's going to come on and give his side. It's just a little bit harder for my ginger of a husband to talk. talk. <laughs> so you can give him a pen and paper, and he'll he'll rock you with poetry give him a microphone and he's like "Mm." it can be words are hard it is words Words are are hard hard. so but he is going to be joining us at one point here hopefully probably whenever we can convince travis to do it again and be like well i guess travis is doing it for a second time i should do it yes (laughs) absolutely so but another question was what is a giant coping mechanism that you as a man would consider you know, a positive one when dealing with something like this, because you're seeing firsthand Casey is literally finding out that type of news and the disappointment that she's seeing, you have to see secondhand as well. Or what was your feelings about it? Or what did, how did you feel when you, we actually got that diagnosis of unexplained infertility? Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously I don't speak for all men, but I think that like, at least in my situation, like I almost just, I hate to say this, but I almost just, you kind of blow it off. You kind of go, well, whatever. Like, it's going to happen. Like, there's no reason why it shouldn't be happening. So and I think that's just from a man's point of view. Like, we try to simplify everything. And I think that helps us cope. Um, but then once it starts getting to the point where you're like, oh, this is a problem, which, you know, for the record, most guys don't ever think it's going to be a problem. Most men, you know, especially younger men, it's more the other side. They're worried about, oh, crap, did I get this person pregnant? Not like, oh, crap, I can't get this person pregnant. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. I remember in the beginning of our diagnosis, I didn't believe it was me. I was like, oh, it's it's Travis. It's all Travis's I, fault. I, it's not my fault. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't want to believe that, like, it, it would was be a me. Lot easier. nine out of ten. Well, I mean, they do say, yeah. like, male factor is a, a big diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's easier to fix male factor yeah um than it is for the female because we have so many complicated working parts um right so for me like i was like oh it's not me it's travis (laughs) and then we got travis's like semen analysis back and they're like yeah no he's perfectly cool and i was like oh no (laughs) oh it's me it's me hi i am the problem it's me Um, so, you know, but what's funny and comical and not comical at the same time is, um, it's not actually me. They don't know why it is me, but it is me. It's It's unexplained unexplained infertility. Which is like one of the most complicated diagnoses I think you guys could have ever gotten. Yeah. But one of the doctors really said to me, you're underdiagnosed, um, which is really like stuck out in my brain. Like, you know, like all of the basic mainline tests are fine, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there's obviously something more. Um, it's just trying to figure out and getting a doctor that's willing to dive into it that much more. But um, how? explain to me, Travis, how you felt when we did our first consult at the firm clinic. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> I wanted to know that. Okay. Because I, I know you and how uncomfortable. Yeah, that, <laughs> that gets... That, ups the pucker factor a little bit um mainly for me because it that was kind of like the main the first spot where i was like okay it's real like it's like we're really like going after this it's it it went from like okay we're having sex and nothing's happening to okay we have we're something's wrong 
Right. You know, and that's kind of how I took it to actually be doing something about it rather than it just be like that thing that we talk about sitting on the recliner at night. Or on the beach chairs on the or beach. Or on the beach chairs on the beach. We do talk about that a lot. Yeah, we do, yeah. We go to the beach a lot. I think, too, like, you can attest, like, you know, everybody's different. So, like, Katie's a compartmentalizer. Carp. Carp. Compartmentalizer. Thank you. You're welcome. Compartmentalizer. Words are hard. Um, where... I guess I am, but to a different magnitude, I would say. Um, Katie eventually can talk about it, and I don't talk about it till I'm crying. And, like, I think, Travis, like, you can probably attest, like, I don't think that you... I probably suffer in silence with it more than people mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I don't think... And I think, too, like, on my side as the woman, like, like it's a different sense of, like, you feel like you're letting your husband down. You know, like, yes. you know, when you... And I think anybody who listens who's struggling with this, it's that feeling of, you know, we've talked about it in our past episodes. You find who you're going to be with. You get pregnant. You're that wife. You're the mom, you know, and you feel that sense of, like, letting somebody down. Um, you know, Katie and I were looking up some quotes and like one of them that was kind of like shocking, I feel like to us, it says couples who don't have a baby after fertility treatments are three times more likely to get divorced or break up than those do not, that do not conceive or no, that do conceive. I'm sorry. So that was kind of like crazy because I think Travis and I have had many conversations of, Hey, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like we've talked about adopting and and not that we're ever opposed to adopting i just don't think that's really on our radar currently because we're not sure that we're ready to give up on having our own child but if a baby or two fell into our lap that doesn't mean that we wouldn't love them like our own um and i you know i know that there's a lot of hardship that comes through with couples that are trying and i know that sometimes like when you're trying to get pregnant and it's not happening you know that side of your relationship like does suffer you know it becomes more of a chore it's not so much the fun side of your yeah. relationship anymore it's no you longer know? your honeymoon phase no right? it's more of the real world okay you have these problems now. hey we right? gotta get it in because i gotta work at five so yeah 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 and, and that's another thing too is it's become a scheduled thing yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in those in those yeah. that window yeah. yeah this is when i'm available yes hope you can meet me there kind of thing ovul- we have that too. window yeah we have that too i will send him and be like okay these are our prime times. It's go time. Go, it's, go, go. This is when it's got to happen. And he'll be Kayla, like, Kayla, that was okay. for you for friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't think for me, and I think Katie could probably, and Travis too, I don't think just because I don't have a child, never in my mind would that be, oh, we're going to get divorced or break up. And I think no. that, I think that for me, I think those couples, it's because you've let that side of your marriage go. Because you've been so wrapped up in it. And trying um, to succeed in this one thing, you forget about all the other things that right. are happening. And, just you like know, Travis and I have had multiple conversations where we're like, okay, if we don't have any kids, we're going to be the cool aunt and uncle. We're going to be the ones that are traveling. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, we're just going to accept that that's what our role is, not something that we want. And I think but. that's so important to realize and really just kind of highlight is that just because this one thing can't happen for you doesn't mean that you should leave that person for someone else who yeah. might be able to give you that one thing, but not everything else that you already had that you've worked for and gone through yeah. and like found each other through. Like you can't, that's, you can't do that. It's and like that's, weathering those storms though. Yeah. I think that really some of these, you know, they say for better or for worse when you get married, but I think that people don't realize like this is part of that for worse. Um, and I think some of those people who don't, 
work on their relationships or have a strong base of their relationship, these are the things that tear them down. So mm-hmm. the, you know, stuff like this, right. financial problems, so on and so on. Um, but if you have a strong base, you yeah, know. Yeah, if you have a strong marriage, then you can lean on that strong marriage. If you yes. have a weak marriage, when something gets thrown at it like that, it just... You know, it's a lot harder to there's cope. There's a whirlwind, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So there's another one that says, what percentage of married couples are infertile? Studies suggest that after one year of unprotected sex, 12 to 15% of couples are unable to conceive. After two years, 10% have still not had a live-born baby. And couples younger than 30 who are generally healthy, 40 to 60% are able to conceive within the first three months. Um, which I'm pretty sure that Katie and I've kind of maybe touched on it to me. It's a little crazy to know that those numbers. It's crazy. Well, I mean, and I've talked with my doctor about it, just like the science behind how you actually get pregnant. The fact that even like normally it's only every cycle, less than a 20% chance that you're going to get pregnant. Mm. And the fact that people go out, they have fun one night and they get pregnant that next day is in my mind, disgusting, because that's not fair. <laughs> that's not you, fair. Do you remember what the doctor told us, like, our percentage was every month? After, Less than 1%. Yeah. After, Less because than we've been trying for in, so long. Yeah, They told the us time. on our own it's less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it was only a 20 to 30% chance with the IUI and a 30 to 40% chance with the IVF. And that's oh my disgusting. gosh! Mm-hmm. And people out here getting pregnant for free, for free. Mm-hmm. Travis, and that's another question I wanted to know. Like, how do you feel about all the financial parts now of dealing <sighs> with this? Like, yeah. not to get too personal, obviously about no, weight no, loss no. and stuff. Well, but. I mean, it's no secret that any kind of fertility treatments are expensive. For one, and for two, most of the time, from what I've seen, a lot of insurances don't cover it, unfortunately. Right. Or so, you have to get a second and third job to afford it. Correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. It's kind of relieving that. Um, like I know that we found this company that we're going with where, you know, their rates are, are severely reduced compared to a lot of the other clinics. One third of the national average. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Like, I don't know how they're able to do it or why they're doing it, but I mean, it's recently lives for sure. Yeah. Recently we've been, um, actually somebody commented on our podcast, on my page, I think about one of our episodes that dropped and, um, Kyle, I don't think a lot of people know about this because I never even heard of it, and I don't even think I got the chance to tell you, but Kyle Bush and his wife went through IVF, and mm. they have a IVF grant um, that they give out Wow! Um, that you can apply for. Um, and it went, one of the questions was, that, do you live in North Carolina? Because I think that that's where their base is. And then um, it says, are you out of North Carolina? And you pick, like, which state you're from. So I don't know how many grants they give out a year, but I thought that was something that was super cool. And then a fun fact is my mom had told me, Tara Lipinski, who used to be a, um, a ice skater, she went through bouts of um, infertility as well for five years, um, miscarriages, IUIs, IVF, and she just had her baby via surrogacy. Um, but she also apparently is doing a grant, and I don't know the name or anything of that. I guess um, I can research it, and we'll post it to our Instagram if we find those um, for those options. Um, so you That's know, really and I'm cool sure there's people out there doing that. I had no yes. idea. Yes, I mean I feel like that would be a goal of Katie's and I's if one day like 
you know, our podcast got to be loud enough that we would be able to give a grant away for something like that. That'd I mean, I know awesome. that's yeah, far in the distance, amazing. but to be able to give hey, back. that's still goals. You still talk Absolutely. about it, dream about it, right. and put yeah. it into existence. So if any doctors want to sponsor us, <laughs> shout us out. Shout us out. <laughs> First off, you got two clients right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> Guaranteed service. <laughs> and we will talk till the cows come home about that's, y'all. That is right. Um, so... Travis, has anybody ever, like, said anything um, to you? I feel like they say it to the women more. They but, do. But, like, make comments about, oh, you don't have any kids. Oh, or, no, they do. They or, do. like, what, is, what do people say about yeah. it? Like, what, are, what do they say to you guys? I think it's probably very similar, but the biggest difference that I would, I mean, I'm assuming, but, like, with guys, I don't think when you kind of, like, give them the hint that a lot of times they still get it. Like, what, like it happened to me less than a week ago somebody goes oh you know how long you been married and i'm like nine years i think and then you're like (laughs) (laughs) don't dig a hole (laughs) Uh, i said nine years and okay awesome and uh you know so so what's going on when you guys having kids and i was like well when the good lord wills it that's my favorite uh, thing to say (laughs) and um he was just kind of like oh all right and that was, you know, just kind of kind of awkward, awkward, I guess, yeah. you know. And I don't know if it's just because, again, most men don't know how to talk about their feelings. And, you know, I'm very straight and consider myself to be pretty manly. But you can talk about your feelings. It's all right. It's, not, it's, it's not funny. You, I had a, you know? um, a manager that I work for. And, you know, this particular manager is always cracking a joke, thinks he's, you know, the funniest person ever. But literally, he knows both Travis and myself and was like... When, when are you guys going to have a baby? And I was like, I don't know when, you know, when it, when is the time, I guess. And he's like, oh, oh, well, let, let me, let me tell him how to get it done. And I was like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I now. was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and you, I'm sure he got a few choice words because again, you can say what you want, but you're going to get the response you're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. And it was like, you know, trying to say like, you know, he can't get it, get it done. And I'm right. like, no, nah, don't worry about that. Yeah, like, you, my guy. You hear all those jokes. And I guess that's probably like the hardest thing as the man is like the worst ones you hear is it's like, oh, you can't get the job done, huh? And it's like, uh, uh, so yeah, that one kind of sucks. But I mean, you know, you don't, most people. No, my wife's broken. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you just. You learn, I guess it's like as I get older, just with anything. You know? Just roll with it. Yeah, just yeah. like, I don't really care what people think. So. Well, and it's kind Whatever. of a lot of what Katie and I talk about is to bring that awareness that, like, you know, we've said it before. I was naive when people got married. That was the first thing I asked, and I will never ask that ever again, yeah. and I don't right. bring it up. Right. Um, and I think Most bringing that awareness to people, but that, right, like, a lot of people are more generally curious, and yeah. they don't know how to talk about a weird subject like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the best way is just to bring it up and yeah. get that Band-Aid for yeah. what most people It's kind of like, where it's like walking up to somebody and being like, when are you going to lose weight? Right. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm planning on it. <laughs> yeah. Most people aren't going to be like, never. You know, it's like, well, I'm planning on it. It's like, well, okay. Right. You know, it right. feels like that sometimes. Well, you made a, an interesting, you know, comment like a couple weeks ago. And it was <laughs> do, um, that at this point in our relationship, either one of two things. We don't want kids or we can't have them right now. Yeah. So, you know, I think for younger couples or, and by younger, I mean younger tenure, I guess would be the best word to say. Couples, you know 
year one, year two, and maybe even up to year five, like maybe they just don't want kids. Like maybe right then and there, they just want to enjoy their marriage and that's okay too. I know people. Um, Oh, I do too. I have people, I mean, to me, I'm like, I don't understand it, but that's not my business to understand. Just like some don't understand why you would want kids. Right. You know? Right. That's Um, a little weirder because it kind of goes against your biological drive, but I understand like there's some people that are very career driven or whatever driven and that's their prerogative. Right. But, you know, having kids is ours. Yeah. So. You know, as somebody who, you know, not to kind of put everything out there for you, but didn't grow up with a dad, um, is that something that's always in the back of your mind, wanting to be a dad more because of that, or is something you've always kind of wanted? Yeah, it was. I never had a, like, my brother um, always wanted to be a cop, you know, lived it, became a cop, you know, and is trying so to become. So career driven. Yeah, is trying to become a cop. 2.0 or <laughs> 2.0 work for you know the um feds yes thank you i can't think right now so he's always known what he wanted and i've always kind of been um not jealous but envious of that in that i'm very proud of him and i wish that i had that the only thing i have that like is being a dad i've always known i wanted to be a dad because i didn't have a dad but i also had a lot of great father figures that passed on a lot of good knowledge to me and I feel like I have a lot of knowledge to pass on to the next generation. So as a man, you kind of feel constipated when you don't have kids because you're like, ah, like it's, you feel like it's just something that should be is the only way I know how to describe it, you know. That's it's kind of cool, though, because I don't yeah. think every yeah. guy maybe has that feeling. I think, you know, they say a mom is a mom when they find out they're pregnant, but a dad is a dad when they see the child. Um, yeah. So to hear that from a different side is kind of cool, too, because I don't think I don't think there's a whole lot of men that can necessarily say that, like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to be a dad. They just happened to be one. Right. And then that was you Zach, know. when we found out that we were pregnant, and I told Zach, I literally, like, I was working at the doctor's office. Something didn't feel right, so I took a test, and it, it came back, and I was pregnant. And the first thing I did was step outside and call him. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm on the roof. And I said, okay, well, you might want to sit down. <laughs> get off the roof. And off the he roof. was like, what's up? And I said, well, um, I'm pregnant. And he didn't say anything. And I was like, are you there? And he goes, I'm sitting down now. <laughs> and that's something about him is he immediately clicked. As soon as I came home that night, he's like, I get to be a dad like that's so cool and so he was able to associate with that throughout the entire pregnancy yeah. and then when Silas came when he found out it was a boy that was that was sealed deal done we're having girls I, <laughs> you're so in trouble traffic three of them <laughs> copy and paste um but it's it is and you know Zach has that that's why it's secondary right. infertility Zach has and the you know the privilege to be a dad but he wants more right. and he sees his siblings have more and mm-hmm. he doesn't understand fully why that's happening i'm laying him out because he's not here to defend himself right uh-huh. now so well, but and I, not to interrupt I'm no sorry. you're done go ahead but like that's a cool point of view that other people don't look at too is like from silas's point of view and that's one of the hardest things dealing with as a parent when you want to have another kid mm-hmm. you can't have one and your child is coming not up to you. It's not happening. We're it, speaking yes, into existence. Yes. But, yes. Um, Manifest. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Right, right. And for him to come up and see commercials of mm-hmm. siblings playing. And when we're at the park and he sees siblings playing, our niece and nephew. And 
the rides home as he's gotten older have become more intense talks as far as, well, I want a brother. How come we don't have a brother? Like, what needs to happen for us to have a brother? And then for last Christmas, he said, I don't know if he ever said it to Zach, and it's something that I've kind of held to myself, and it was, I'm asking Santa for a brother. And it's like, me too. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) I also asked Santa. Yeah, I would like that too. Can you ask him for mommy too? Yeah, can you put that times two next year, please? But having those conversations is hard as well. How old is Silas now? He's seven. He'll be eight in January. Travis was seven when his brother was born. Right. So, you know, and they... They grew up and they're still, you know, yeah, they live different lives in different stages. I think the hardest stage for you guys was probably that 12 and 18 stage. Yeah. Because we, we were, were moving most, out and, yeah. like, Dylan was still, like, the annoying little brother. He was still, like, a little, like, boy. Yeah. And, um, and that's, but, like, but, then again, like, but now it's, like, just, like, when they were little again, they were just, like, yeah, we you know. Caught, so, well, like, I feel like don't, like. catch back up in yeah. years. Because, like, eventually you're just both adults. Yeah. You get to that point you know? where it's like, okay, you've matured yeah. enough. You're up here with me now, right, finally. Right. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. He's, well, welcome to the adults. 26. Mm-hmm. 26. Yeah. Oh, so he's, like, like right there. Yeah. Right. I'm Perfect. 33. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, but that's. That was what I was going to say, like, um, is uh, from Silas's point of view, as far as, like, secondary. I think that's what you call it, right? Secondary yes. infertility. That's a unique thing, like, for them because, like, I kind of, my mom didn't go through infertility, but she waited until much later to have another uh, son, so I had to wait to have another brother or to have a brother at all. And it's just kind of like something that, like, from his point of view, that's um, a unique challenge to yeah. secondary infertility because I know primary infertility gets a lot of attention most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, yeah, but secondary maternity is really um, different in the same respect, too, is there's so many different ways. I have one of the girls that reached out to our um, podcast, or I think she reached out to my Instagram personally because I do know her, also going through secondary infertility and is going to my current doctor. Um, and her son is nine, and, like, she's gone through PCOS and um, endometriosis and all, all, all kinds of other things. Um you know, and it, it was amazing that she was able to have the one um, because they, they didn't think she'd ever be able to have children. So that's like a whole nother stress, you know, in your family. And, you know, your family never knows how to ask mm-hmm. how or why mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like it's hard going through, like, what we go through, but I feel like it's harder, you know, and I think not knowing. Like, what do you mean I had one and I can't get pregnant again like it's you it's know. definitely a hard journey with like that like, would really yourself. make me rack my yeah. head yeah, yeah because <laughs> like, like i did it once damn it like, yeah what's, the secret what's wrong sauce? what's what wrong I... with me now like yeah. what's right. what was wrong why why well, just why but one of my doctors literally said to me um because my sister when i got when i travis and i got married we were 22 and 23 mm-hmm. um my sister got pregnant at 22 or 23 um, but they literally had said to me that, you know, if I tried to get pregnant at 18, I may have had no problem. Um, and same thing, like if my sister, like if there's no rhyme or reason, like if my sister tried to get pregnant right now, she might struggle to get pregnant. They don't know, um, you know, that it can be based off your, um, your age and, you know, maybe it was just, you were just at the right place at the right time and yeah. the right age, yeah, you know? Cause and, I got pregnant at 22, 23 as yeah, well. So, so I don't, I was... I was fertile myrtle those right. years. I'm not so much anymore, apparently. Right. And, or 
something with Zach. Like, Which is crazy because I can remember. I mean, Travis and I started dating when we were 18 and 19, right? Something uh, around there. I think so. 18 and 19. Yeah, and, that sounds right. And, you know, like, I did not want a child at 18. I could tell you that. Mm-hmm. I was a child myself. Um, but, you know, it's hard to, like, sit here and not think, like, <laughs> did I waste my time? Like, you know, did we try all that time That's not to get That's a lot of condoms pregnant? I didn't need to wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Our parents are listening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are listening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I thought I had to just censor Katie. I didn't realize that to do you, too. What I meant oh, to say My was. goodness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't want it. But, like, you know, it's hard to sit here and be like, did we miss out our opportunity? Like... You know, but I, I think there's a plan and I, you know, I've re- I feel like more recently for me, I don't know about you, um, is I feel like I've calmed down a lot and, you know, I, I forced the system or I attempted to with the three IUIs this year. Um, you know, and I think I shared with Katie, I had a dream recently that somebody in my dream um, came to me and said, you do not need IVF. And it's kind of brought like a huge sense of peace to my life, um, whether that is I need to just chill out and let it happen when it's going to happen or it's not, um, which is scary. It's a different type of feeling, but, um, you know, things are going to come to you when they're supposed to. So that's kind of place that I'm at with infertility that I, I have this really big sense of peace lately and it's not so I have, I have to get pregnant. I have to have a child. If, if, if it's not in the cards, it's not in the cards. Mm -hmm. And you know, that takes a long time to get to. I'm not sure that I'll ever fully understand it. Um, I think there's that TikTok that said, even if God came in front of myself and told me, I still don't think I'd understand. Um, but you know, I know that we all in our own family dynamics play different roles and both sides of my family will tell you that I am the matriarch of the family, which I did not sign up for. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. I did not sign up for that. Um, but you know, I unfortunately have that role. So it is what it is. Yeah, and I think responsibility brings a peace with it. When you decide and and this is something I feel very strongly about especially for young men like when you decide to accept responsibility for something whatever that is you know and you decide to own it and say you know the buck stops with me whether that's your career or whether that's your household you know it doesn't matter it what matters is that you know if you you know if you accept responsibility for something the good the bad and the ugly I think it only builds your character and it makes you a better person yeah so I have some quotes yeah I feel like um, Katie can also attest to these but um, what not to say to infertile cus- couples Sorry. Mm. customers, customers. Yeah. I mean don't say to the customers either they don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, but to infertile couples um, do not tell them to relax comments such as just relax can often create more stress for the infertile couple that's like calling a bitch crazy. That's yeah. that's you crazy. Oh, I'm about to show you crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. don't do that. Oh, geez, I didn't think of that. No. <laughs> um, do not minimize the problem. Um, I think that's a coping mechanism for people when they are awkward and they don't know what to say. Um, they just say, oh, it'll happen. Oh, when you just... When you know when you go on vacation, just chill out. Go it'll take happen. a vacation and you'll get like, pregnant. Do you think that I haven't tried all of that? Oh, okay. Or when they follow up with, well, have you tried everything? Yeah. Have you gone to the doctor? Have you 
Have you? I I, I got drunk one night. Did that work for you? No, Susan. I didn't think of that. Thank you. <laughs> um, don't say things that are worse than what could happen. Um, I feel like that is a big one. Oh well, you know, worse things could happen. Yeah. You know, you could have you could have a a big illness or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or. Or patronize you. I had somebody say to me, aren't you sad your sister had a baby first? <laughs> I literally was dumbfounded. I said, no, I'm not. Have a good day. And I walked away. Um, Some people are so ignorant. Do not uh, say they are not meant to be parents. Right. That is a knife in the heart. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Absolutely not. I think I wish somebody would say that to I, me. I wish so, too. I'd make them swallow their teeth. I wish, I'd catch a charge so quick. I wish so quick. to say that. And then do not ask why you're not trying IVF. Because it's $20,000, Karen. That's why. No. Right. It's Unless, not something you do on a whim. Right. Unless you are going to come to me with said $20,000, that's when you can give me your opinion. Right. That's Thanks. how I feel. Thanks. Thank you for that. If you want to give me 20000 to go do it, you can ask me more questions. Mm-hmm. They think it's light. They think they're yeah. speaking lightly. Like and making it's like, a joke a heavy of it. Subject. And that's something that I will usually do. Like I've gotten to that point to where it used to bother me really bad. When are you having another baby? And I would look at them and go, "Don't you think I'm working on that?" Like I'd get really mad. Now it's I joke about it. Yeah. Like ah, oh, somewhere around here, it's just not with me yet. Like I try and make light yeah. of it because last thing I want is them to feel awkward for not knowing how to approach. Right. But curious at the same time, so. Yeah. That way you can educate people. That's, that's like, one thing I try to do is I try to, like, educate them. Like, if you generally ask me a question, then I'm going to generally, you know, try to tell you what's going on or give you that, you know, that chance to learn and understand. But mm-hmm. when you make stupid comments, um, you get stupid answers. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole other side, I think, of infertility. Um, on the men's side and you know there's other people who have that you know male factor or mm-hmm. that are yep. just completely sterile and you know they never even had a clue and there's no rhyme or reason you know your brother could have 17 children and you have nothing and don't know right. why mm-hmm. so when you, when you want to slap the shit out of the next person who says oh it'll happen just relax oh my goodness um, no one prepares you for the hate you feel for yourself because your body can't do what it is meant to yes I've, I've been very mad at my body. Yes. I will tell you that. Very mad. Like, don't understand. Infertility treatment isn't like taking antibiotics. It's physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially exhausting. Uh, I can attest to all mm-hmm. of that. Those medications are no joke. Infertility, I'm leaving it at this one. Infertility is like a spectator sport. I feel like I'm the only one in the bleachers watching everyone play, and I'm unqualified to join the team. That's a hard one. Um, That's a really rough one. I have, I think Mm -hmm. that was like my one and only time that Jenna and I actually like, and I wouldn't even say we got into a fight, but she had a birthday party for Myla, Mm -hmm. and um, not intentional at all. She, it was like at a bounce house or something, and I had been invited, obviously, since Myla came out of her to every birthday party. Um, And she didn't invite me because she didn't think I wanted to go. And I was so hurt. And she's like, well, I don't want to go be around a bunch of kids. And I said, I make that decision, not you. Mm -hmm. And that was the only time. And I don't even think we really, like, fought because Jenna and I don't fight. um, But that I was, like, 
hurt and upset by her. Um, but in my, in Jenna's defense, I was also in the worst part of my infertility at that point. Um, she was just trying to protect you in a way. But I don't know. I No, I think that she's like, hey, a thousand kids are kind of annoying to be around. And who wants to be around a kid? But, like, I was like, wait a minute. I've been invited to every single one of their birthday parties. I've been at every single birthday. Like, how dare you not invite me or yeah. give me the option? And, and maybe I didn't want to go to the bounce house. But that's my choice, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and I think, like, a lot of people do that, you know. I'm sure – I am sure there's people out here listening who are pregnant and they're like – you know, oh, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you, you know, my, like, perfect example is, um, somebody I went to high school with and middle school with, who's, I think she's a year older than me, just, um, did her pregnancy announcement, and I texted my mom and said, so-and-so is pregnant, and she's like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you, like, hey, I can handle that, you know what I mean, like, I got it, yeah, and I think people shy away from that, because they're scared that you're going to be upset about it, Mm -hmm. um, it's a touchy thing, because it's like, you, People, people like don't know. They don't want to upset you, but they also don't want to just like not say anything. Yeah. No, not well, I mean, not say. We're anything. in that awkward, you know, position right now. Like his brother gets married in thirty-ish days, um, and they're, right. you know, they're ready to start their lives. They want to have kids. They want, you know, and I know that that's been a bone of contention unsaid in our family. You mm-hmm. know, because I can remember when they first started dating, they were. 16 and 17 um they literally had said you better not get pregnant before casey and travis yeah so um it's funny (laughs) my nephew just came on waylon you want to say hi hi (laughs) so well guys thank you so much for listening today we appreciate it we have a couple um exciting episodes that are going to be coming up as well yes Um, obviously as you know we are going to get zach on here against his will <laughs> he does exist i promise uh, i have seen him we only met him once he's a he's a um what did kevin call me that one time an ai wife oh yeah because he, <laughs> he was convinced so my co-worker my buddy was convinced that my wife didn't actually exist because the only time he'd ever had any contact with her was through my uh Ring, ring doorbell and through the phone. Oh my so god! Like, oh, you got a nice AI system going, <laughs> doing all your laundry for you. I was um, like, yeah, that's it. Yes. So we have that coming up, and then we um, down the line we have a couple extras. Um, we're gonna get siblings involved. My yeah. sister is gonna do an episode with Katie and myself, and then my um, Travis's brother and my soon-to-be sister-in-law have also agreed to do it. So we're super excited for those. We've got a couple um, other ones too. We've got the moms. We have the moms the gonna moms. come on, which that one might be emotional Oof. or awkward. I'm not quite sure all of the above. <laughs> and we also are gonna have um, some of our best friends. Um, Katie and I, like we've said before, have a unique relationship where her sister-in-law um, is my best friend and is also her best friend. I was her best friend first. It's not um, a competition. Everything's a competition. Ooh, like I'm my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a unique one where she gets to be the perspective of a best friend and a sister-in-law. Um, so she's going to come on and kind of talk to us a little bit about that. And then also um, I have... Two other very uh, best friends as well. One who is also going through the same struggles um, that we are. She is at year four, almost around the exact same time within a couple months of Katie and her husband. Um, who she specifically asked if we could call our podcast podcast Fridays, which I kind of love that. Oh my so god, I love I that. I think we're gonna do that, Kayla. That was just for you. Um, <laughs> and then our other best friend Nikki, who um, has two best friends 
that are going through infertility. Um, Nikki has been married twice um, and does not want children, which is totally fine. Um, and just her perspective on that, um, of trying uh. to support, you know, Kayla and myself um, who do want children. And um, I know Nikki is one of those people that just wants the best for, for both everyone, of us. Yeah. yeah, everybody, honestly. But definitely for her two best friends. Um, so having to support both of us, you know, and I think... I'm probably a little more open about it, but Kayla, Kayla's starting to be more open about it um, because she's in that stage kind of where Katie is, where you're like, oh, okay, we're at year four and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know, where I'm at year nine and I'm like, mother time is not, not playing with me. So, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so we have a lot of episodes coming up for you guys. Um, you know, Katie and I are cooking up some stuff. We've got some um, interesting things happening. We've got holiday episodes too. Yes. We're super excited about those. It's going to so. be fun. Um, again, content. I know. Yes. Don't you like it? Yeah. I wish um, I was a Kind of maybe talk about like infertility in the workplace and some other areas. Yeah. That. that would so, be great. I guess we should probably write these down because we just started talking about them I'll now. write them down as I listen yes. and edit. So. like, okay, this is that part. <laughs> um, but we're super excited, guys, as always. Thank you for all your support. Um, you know, I have said it multiple times, but I just can't stop looking at the oppressions three times it's a day. It's insane. It, we're over like, 4.2K this crazy. morning, yeah. which is amazing. And we have people, um, Switzerland, Switzerland. <laughs> United Kingdom, Hang on, and um, there's a third one. Hang on. I texted Katie. I said, we're across the pond. We have people in New Zealand, United Kingdom, and Switzerland listening to us. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Um, That's so incredible. 2% in Switzerland, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And you guys have been blowing up our follows and our searches, and we just, we can't say thank you enough for constantly just helping out every day. We're getting some sort of notification. For real? That'd be so cool. That's my dream vacation. (laughs) Um, Dream. But we love you guys, and we just really appreciate you helping us get the word out and show that it's okay to not be okay and talk about these things and... All of all of the things. So, well, Travis, thank you for coming on yeah, tonight. Trav, thank I'm sure you. you'll be on a future episode because no you know problem. you don't have the choice. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much, and we will talk to you Later. next week. Bye. See you then.